ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber, and joining me, as always, is the absolutely fabulous co-host, Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. Yeah, I figured try a new adjective, see how, you know, <laughs> see how you try it on, see how it fits. Uh, but, wow, it's been a week since we ever record, because, um, let's see, Monday, I had a slight problem with my internet, mm-hmm. N- you know, namely a piece of farm equipment came by and snapped my cable that happened last friday and they were not able to fix it until this past tuesday which means it was going to be kind of hard to record on monday because yeah yeah, because i found that i did figure out how to get the hotspot working through my phone Mm -hmm. but of course when four of us are trying to use a hotspot and Mm -hmm. we all yeah we also found out that once we hit three gigs of data which took about half an hour (laughs) <laughs> it obviously yeah was, yeah yeah the speed drops down to you know um the company i go through for my cell phone they dropped the, the rate down to 128 kilobods oh that was uh, that was the speed of the fastest dial-up modem yeah yeah i had that speed at one time when i had dial-up oh and you were like oh yes dial-in. yeah back then it was like it was uh, like balling. back then but yeah, yeah but now it's you- like yeah, you look somewhere. What you got? Fifty six six? Nope, I got one hundred twenty eight right here. You know, cruising. Got Napster too. That's <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, using dial up and Napster, and yeah. then LimeWire, Frostware, BearShare, all the other file share things. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but anyway, they came out Tuesday, and they basically. Um, uh, <coughs> I mean, I'd already kind of prepped them beforehand to say, hey, I could tell you all right now what's wrong and. Uh, and I actually was not here. I was at my office, which ironically enough, I work for the company that provides yeah. my cable. And so I actually, I did not actually know the person personally who came out, but, um, but I've seen his name on some stuff because I do oh, okay. stuff. Uh, but you know, my wife Even. and my daughter, they were here and they said, you know, he was nice as can be and did a good job, but they were able to point out, mm. uh, bless you. See, thank you. Get them allergies going off from this mold along. Uh, yes. Uh, okay. No. I think I'm good now. <laughs> so, I think I'm all right. <laughs> uh, but they, they pointed out, all right, that's what happened. You know, so it wouldn't take them as long to figure mm-hmm. out. By the way, there's a hornet's nest and the box is on the side of the house. <laughs> and that neighbor's a jerk. But unfortunately, the pole is about a foot onto his property. So just giving you a warning, he's a jerk. Hopefully he won't. And he didn't, you know. Oh, wow, that's good. Well, I think last year, you know, having the cop show up at his house to tell him to stop harassing us and threatening to shoot us. That probably, that probably kind of changed his tune a little bit. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, cause he's, he's in his late seventies and I'm like, I'm pretty sure you don't want to have your grandkids come visit you in jail. No. You know, because yeah, I won't, I won't beat up somebody elderly, but I ain't going to lose any sleep about putting one in jail if they threaten. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> so, Me either. Yep. Um, age does not give you a pass for acting like a jerk. Absolutely not. No, it does not. Yeah, in fact, I will say there's a lot of things that don't give you a pass for acting like a jerk. Mm-hmm. I'll have to tell you some things about that later. <laughs> but um, as far as wrestling goes, you know, we've had some interesting news items. Um, one, to be honest with you, not that unexpected in a way. You know, speaking of somebody being in their 70s. What is Ric Flair thinking? He's probably broke. I'm just, I mean, 
Uh, he might be. I mean, at this point, he has gotten to be, he's just, it's just laughable. I mean, I've seen clips on TikTok where he's been in bars and there's these young women up here and he's doing that ridiculous dance that he does and everything. And it, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> those are old, those, those girls are old enough to be your great granddaughters. Stop. Yep. You're being, you're just being creepy at this point. And it's mm -hmm. like, and now he's going to wrestle a match at 73, 74 years old with a pacemaker. With a pacemaker. You know, it's like, what are you thinking? Why would you risk? I mean, he was literally no, you know, no exaggeration. He was literally at death's door mm -hmm. a couple of years ago mm -hmm. and was able to come back from that. So it's like, take care of yourself. You have children and grandchildren. It's like, you know, so I think don't, not just yourself, you have other people that are worried about you. Yeah, because his grandkids don't want to see Pop Pop get hurt because that's what they call him, his Pop Pop. Yeah, yeah. You know, they don't want to see him get hurt. And Triple H, you know, Hunter Hearst tells me, Paul Levesque, who just had a defib put in, mm -hmm. he had it, and he's like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, he's like, I'm done. I'm, I'm not never wrestling it. again. Yeah, I'm not going to risk it. It's, it's, you know, life is too important. Me spending time with my family is too important. Mm -hmm. So I'm done. Yeah. Not Ric Flair. No, not Ric Flair. He's still... The problem is he has been Ric Flair for so long, he doesn't know how to do anything. Yes, exactly. He has... Remember how they used to say, you know, Vince McMahon used to pay the tab for the Million Dollar Man so he could mm -hmm. live that gimmick back when kayfabe was a thing? Flair has lived this gimmick for so long that it's like he is like that's him he doesn't know how to separate himself from this and it's like he's going to he's going to keep on my 13 year old daughters i was talking to her about it and she said daddy he's going to end up having a heart attack and dying in the ring he's he too old to be wrestling and i'm like you're absolutely right i mean not that we wish that no i don't you know? wish that at I all mean... but that's the reality of somebody with a pacemaker it's in mid-70s trying to have a professional wrestling match and i mean we've all seen we all saw rick flair at the tail end of his career anyway it was you know he even said all i have was a chop and knee drop and a woo that's it that's all he had left <laughs> i mean and and i mean that was fine because he was mid-50s when he retired mm -hmm. well yeah when he retired because i don't count the tna stint because that was just sad no that, but, and yeah that was i need money yeah his his for me his retirement was when Shawn michaels beat him when Shawn Michaels said, I'm sorry, I love you, kick love you him and, in the face. And then kick yep, him in the face. Yep, that was it. And it's like, just let it go. I mean, you're arguably the greatest professional wrestler of all time. What more do you need? I mean, you, you were a whole generation's inspiration for getting into wrestling. Accolades upon accolades. It's like, is your ego that big that you just can't let it go? Oh, uh, well, we'll talk about that a little bit more and plus some of the other great news stories. But at first, I want to go ahead and give our contact and listening info. If you'd like to email us, just send it to armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to find us on Facebook, just it's armchairbookingpodcast. Find us on, on Instagram, armchairbookingpodcast. 
Twitter at Booking Armchair. Mm-hmm. See, because mm-hmm. somebody's squatting on armchair booking. Yeah. I really wish I knew. <laughs> but anyway, you can find a TikTok at Armchair Booking. I haven't done anything on there in a couple months, but I'm actually thinking about trying to get it back up and running again. Mm-hmm. Uh, might actually ask our good friend, Big Fat, you know, for some advice because he's back up and, and running. Yeah. You know, he, he kind of took a little bit of a hiatus because he's going through some personal issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but now he's back and back up and running again. And he's a very good friend of mine in Wayland. And yep. uh, he actually came on our show one time to talk about social media and wrestling because he is a TikTok yeah. giant. I mean, Actually, his follower count dropped. It's only at 1.2 million right now. Yeah. (laughs) But you can also find us, obviously, on YouTube. If you're watching this, you already know we're on YouTube. Uh, Hopefully, you know, if you have a friend who is showing you this, hopefully they're subscribed. Go to it. You can subscribe yourself. You know, we always look for more subscribers. And because more subscribers give us more ideas. And they give us more feedback. So we're always looking to hear that. But on audio platforms, we're on just about any kind of audio platform that you can think of. If we're not there, let one of us know, and we would do what we can to get added. You know, especially now if you use Apple. I don't know about the other ones, but I know Apple, you can actually go and give us a, a, a review. You can go give us a rating, give us a five-star rating, give us a review. Let us know how we're doing. That only helps the show. Yeah. And you can also find our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. They have t-shirts. They have pillowcases. They have coffee mugs they have masks if that's your thing if you want to you know i'm talking like the 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 covid mask i'm not talking like a wrestling mask (laughs) i do have a couple of those but (laughs) but not for the podcast that that's our next thing we need to see if we can make but hey that'd be pretty cool yeah it would and you can always find joylan at fat underscore daddy 73 yeah, fat underscore daddy seventy three. Mm-hmm. All I do is just start, and it just automatically fills it in. But that's his <laughs> Twitter handle. Find it. I am him because we've actually been adding some uh, some Twitter followers. Yeah, yeah, we have. Yep, because one of the the podcasts I always give a shout out to is Ted the Hillbilly Hill. We need to contact him back because now yes, we do. Him, yeah, now he has invited us to be on his show. Uh, I am looking forward to that. So whenever we can uh, get our schedules deconflicted, and so then try to deconflict with him yeah yeah uh because yeah three people trying to deconflict sometimes you know but mm-hmm. I, I don't think it'll be as hard um maybe we can but we'll see because i have a whole lot of stuff going on and you also have a whole lot of stuff going on because dwaylon also has his own youtube channel he does with his family called big and fat yep because big mama fat daddy yep. and it's just me it just my wife with married with children so yep, <laughs> that's and, and pretty much what kids. it is yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, and one of his kids can be, can hold him down and tickle him. The other one beats him in chess. And yeah. Avi just looks at you and gives you the puppy dog look. Oh yeah, she just gives me the face, and, and that's I'm just it. Like, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want? The cheeseburger? Here you go. It's like here you go. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't need to eat. <laughs> but yeah, she's very spoiled, and it's partially my fault. But I'm only admitting that because my wife's not in the room. Because I always blame her for it. That's right. Uh, we'll make sure she doesn't watch this at all. Even if I send her the link and say, you need to watch it right about <laughs> about the 10 minute mark. <laughs> but anyway, you know, she may have to record this part. She might <laughs> just clip it and just send it, it to me all the time. Like, guess what's going on the Big Fat channel now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like so, right here. <laughs> right here. <laughs> uh, but I believe that is everything. 
Um, oh, no. Cubicle that, chat. Cubicle chat. Yes. Thank you very much. I don't know how I forgot that because we recorded an episode last night. Of, uh, I mean, I call it my brand new uh, podcast called the Cubicle Chat because this is all part of Joyland and I. We're building an empire. We yep. have this with Social each media. other. Yep. And then, you know, we got the other two channels that are joining that. Mm-hmm. But last night I recorded an episode with my daughter. We were talking about uh, movie franchises or actually really franchises that are more than just movies. I don't know if you had mm-hmm. a chance to listen to it yet. No, I haven't yet. I'm going to try to check it out tomorrow while I'm, uh, while I'm working. And while, and, and you know, while I was, we were talking about it, I was like, you know what? Wikipedia has got to have a definition of what a franchise is. Mm-hmm. Because one thing it's like, well, really, what is it? Then I look, and it actually had a list of things that are considered franchises. I was very surprised. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, something I was always thinking movies, but, but I wasn't thinking, like, Pokemon is considered a franchise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it started out as a video game, and then it mm-hmm. branched off from there. And now it's something that people will get mugged for and get hit by cars for. And, <laughs> you know, going to wrestling rings under a ladder for during the middle of a match. I'm looking at you there, Ron, you know, R-Truth, Goldust. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was funny. <laughs> but it was. They're, they're looking for Pokemon. <laughs> oh, but anyway. Uh, oh, and you know what? I, I mentioned Ted, the Hillbilly Hill, on the Hill Truth podcast. I can't forget about justin and trey at the justin yep. trey podcast and yep. also true crime cast and bless their hearts you got to go check them out they're not wrestling uh but the two guys who run it they have been on chris jericho's podcast mm-hmm. three times <laughs> yeah so and he's actually been on theirs but uh it's really interesting why he was on theirs because he actually went to school with a guy who ended up becoming a serial killer he was actually good friends with the guy wow yeah so yeah so that's how yeah the, the, the connection and you know so they're friends with jericho and you know of course granted jamie one of the guys you know he actually told me he's like you're kind of buff i'm jealous i'm like i'm jealous of you you've been on you've been on jericho show so you've been on there twice and he's like well next week we want him in there again <laughs> i was like so yeah they've been, they've been on there three times i mean they're but great guys i mean they really are um great shows go check them out so but as we get back to our show, which is all about the wrestling. So Ric Flair, like I said, has decided he's going to get back in the ring for his final, final match. Um, yeah, I'll believe it when I say it. Final match. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, I think that, you know, he'll still be trying to, you know, wrestle up until, you know, like until they actually put him in a coffin. He may still be trying to wrestle. And my thing is he trained for this comeback. He trained with Jay Lethal. Why why is Jay Lethal not discouraging him from doing this match? It's like nothing good can come out of this. It's well, it's, I'd say grab a piece of paper, draw an S, and then put two lines through the top, going through the bottom. That's probably the reason why. Uh, probably, but I it's not something I want to see. I don't know who actually wants to see Ric Flair in his mid-70s wrestling a match. And I believe it's at the Nashville Fairgrounds. It is. During StarCast, the the, the oh. weekend of SummerSlam. So you are going to be in the area the next day for yep. SummerSlam. Very tempting, isn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sorry. no. Sorry. Uh, no. If it was... If it was 
50 year old Ric Flair. Yeah, I'd yeah. definitely go yeah. check it out. But 70, 74 year old Ric Flair as a pacemaker, just no, just no. I mean, when he retired, he's like you said before, he said he had he had an elbow drop. A, knee, a, a, ch- a chop, a knee drop, a and a, and a chop, wound. A, yeah, a chop, a knee drop, and a wound. Yeah, that's all he had left then. Now, that Grant, was, if you ever if you ever hear him say it, is that it? It's actually a lot funnier when he says it. You know, I mean that's, but it's still. Yeah, that's. I mean, that was what twenty years ago almost. Or. Yeah, I mean, it would have been. It has been twenty three years ago. Uh-huh. When he was 50. Yeah. You know, so um my daughter just turned 20, so he was 53 then. And what year was the, the WrestleMania match against Sean? That was around like 2010, 2011-ish. Something like that. Yeah. 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 So he was in his late 50s, early 60s then. Yeah, because it was WrestleMania 24. Wow. Um, but nobody, I mean. I don't. I can't think of anybody who wants to see it. In fact, there's also been some other news that has come out about that. He was wanting Ricky Steamboat to be his final opponent, yep. which I understand I, why. I, yeah, I get it. He said yeah. he has said on numerous occasions that Ricky Steamboat was his great his greatest rival. Yeah, and but Ricky Steamboat turned it down. Yep, and he said because Ricky Steamboat said my last match was against Chris Jericho in 2009. I don't want to come back, and he said because I'm he he what well, he put it, he said I, it wasn't a, a knock on flair. It was mm-hmm. Steamboat saying, you know, I don't want to get back in there and people look at me because he's like he's not in ring shape. Yeah, they, yeah, he should have just stayed retired. Yeah, you know, but he was yeah. talking about himself. He wasn't talking about flair. Yeah, now uh, Conrad Thompson apparently has taken exception to that comment too. By the way. Oh really? Yeah, he do, he's not a fan of. I mean, even though Conrad, you know, and Conrad Thompson is Ric Flair's son-in-law. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's married to Flair's oldest daughter, uh, Megan, and yeah, he met her through Rick when he and Rick, you know, had met somehow, and they had their first podcast, and that's how he met Megan. And then, like a year later, he proposed. A year after that, they got married, and so he's part of the the Flair family, and. He has more money than like anybody. Apparently, he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, they keep calling him the second wealthiest man in the state of Alabama. And he has like the Conradison, which apparently is big enough. It has its own elevator. Wow. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, Conrad Thompson, his first, they'll tell you his first job though is mortgages, not mm-hmm. pocket. That started as a hobby. And then now it's, it's grown to seven a week that he's on. Plus other ones he's kind of sponsoring, like the Hardy Bull, well, um, Matt Hardy, mm-hmm. you know. So, but that's Conrad Thompson. He's actually expressed concern about Rick wrestling again, and but not enough to where he's going to stop him. No, nobody's going to be able to stop him. Rick's going to yeah. do whatever he wants to do, regardless. And, uh, I mean, he always has. Yeah, that's why he's gotten in trouble. That's why he's been married five exactly. times, and to the detriment of his personal life and professional life, he's mm-hmm. just. If he's hell-bent on doing it, he's going to do it. Yeah. Uh, but the other possible opponent is Ricky Morton. Okay. I mean, that's... Because Rick, I mean, Ricky Morton can still go. And so, Ricky, Mort, Ricky Morton never stopped. That's yeah, the thing. I exactly. mean, he's always... Ricky, it, yeah. yeah. This is his, he's on his 
this is his farewell tour. Yep. Uh, because he's going to focus on his son's career. Yep. And uh, so this is, I mean, that, I'm not saying the match is going to be good, but I'm saying Ricky could, Ricky will be able to protect Rick and keep him from hurting himself. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, he's got to, hopefully, he's got to not get hurt himself. But, you know, like but you I mean, said, though, I mean, he's, yeah. uh, it's when you get hurt in wrestling is when you not do it for a while. Yeah. And then you try to get in there and start taking bumps again. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like for any guitar players out there, you'll definitely understand this. If you don't play guitar for a while, you know, well, your fingers, oh, well, then you go back and play it again. Your fingers do not have the calluses built up. And so yeah. it's going that, to hurt. That and it's muscle memory too. Yep. You know, if you're wrestling all the time, your body's used to that impact and you know how to, you know, your body automatically knows how to brace for that impact because you're mm -hmm. used to it night in and night out. You go all this time with not wrestling. You don't have that muscle memory anymore to take those bumps and not get hurt. Right. And Flair's taking a Canadian destroyer too, because Ricky Morton can, uh, can hit that for his, especially for his age, he can hit a Canadian destroyer about as good as Petey Williams. And he's Petey Williams is the one that came up with it. Oh, <laughs> And you, you got to think, Ricky and Robert, you know, Robert Gibson, his tag team partner in Rock and Rock Express, for those mm -hmm. who, for some reason, don't know. Because if you're yeah. listening to this podcast, you probably already knew this. Right. <laughs> uh, just a couple years ago, they wrestled on AEW. Yeah. They wrestled on AEW. They were in the, uh, when um, um, the NWA revived the Crockett Cup yes. tournament, they were in that. <coughs> So, I mean, and I I didn't see all the match on AEW. I don't know if they threw the double drop kick or not. Um, they did. They did? Yeah. So, they there did. you go. I mean, these two guys that are up in their 60s. Mm -hmm. and, and Ricky Morton, if you've ever, like, seen, like, shoot interviews with him, it's not like he was ever in, like, really good shape. You never looked at Ricky Morton and said, oh, yeah, that dude's cut. Yeah, he, he drank. He chain smoked. I mean, it was I mean, like, he 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 looked like your neighbor down the street that drove a truck. Yeah, I mean, it, it drove a well, probably a, a jacked up truck. Yeah, you know, with a gun rack, no gun, but a gun rack. Yeah, and a, you know, a one side is it's kind of rusted out above the wheel where somebody probably hit it and it started rusting yeah. out. And it's not been fixed, and it's got a muffler problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I always liked about the um, the NWA and AEW has that feel too, to where really Luger, Sting, and the Road Warriors stood out because they were the only ones that looked like bodybuilders. Everybody else, yeah. everybody else was in ring shape, but they just looked like average people. They look like yeah. everyday guy. Like yep. Dusty Rhodes, Triple H said Dusty Rhodes looks like your neighbor that you know, was an over-the-road truck driver. Mm -hmm. He did. Exactly. I mean, that, that is a perfect description. Exactly what Dusty Rhodes looked like. I mean, and, I mean, you look at Tully and Arn, they were in ring shape, fantastic right. ring shape. Cardio was... Yeah, they were second, they were built... None. They were built like football... Well, they were they were both football players. Tully totally yeah, played that, at... Exactly. What, they were built like, Yeah. And, yeah, they were built like, like you said, like football like players. Like football, football players. Football but not players super are not, jacked up, but no, not like just 
not looking like Triple H or Batista. Right. But just. But bigger than us. Yeah, bigger than us. Better shape. <laughs> you know, a, better shape yeah. than us. So. Yeah. But, so. Yeah, and that's how that's how Ricky Morton was and still is. He just, I mean, he just looks like your neighbor. Yeah. You know, he just and happens actually, to be able to beat everybody up. So. Um, I, 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 read, I, I read in one of the after mags, obviously, you know, like when I was a teenager, I still remember this. There was some something described Dusty Rose as that guy who's hanging out at the bar all night drinking beer on a Saturday night and then goes out Sunday morning and hits three home runs playing softball. Yeah. I, saw I mean, a clip. that's yeah. Yeah. And I saw a clip on Twitter where this was back during the Jim Crockett promotion days. They had like a celebrity basketball game and it was like a bunch of wrestlers versus I saw a that recently. And Dusty's running the floor, doing layups, getting back on defense. And I'm like, yeah. to look at Dusty, you would think Dusty's going to Dusty's gonna plant his feet and never move. But Dusty had some of the best cardio. I mean, if you're hanging with Ric Flair for 60 minutes, mm-hmm. you've got cardio. And Dusty would hang with Flair for 60 minutes. And did you ever watch the um, uh, when they had the WWE, you know, when they had their in-demand, they had those, those roundtable discussions? Yes, yes. And you'd see smoke cover around Dusty, and every once in a while you'd see he'd have a cigarette. Yeah, you know that they, he wasn't like trying to hide it, hide it. But I mean, yeah, it wasn't. But really he wasn't common. just sitting on camera, just. But yeah, right. you could see it. Off you could to see the side. it. I mean, yeah. and he and he smoked cigars. I mean, yeah, cigars when it comes to cardio, because you're not supposed to inhale cigars. Yeah, that's good. That's a good way to make your lungs explode if you inhale a cigar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can I can tell you that from experience. And yeah, me too. Because I've, I've you're not supposed first, to inhale those. First time I ever smoked a cigar, I was I did that, and I'm like I inhaled, yeah. and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and I was a smoker from you know you knew that for many many years, and mm-hmm. when you smoke cigarettes, you go put a cigar in your mouth, and like, it's hard not to inhale because you're mm-hmm. so accustomed to it. It's hard to go. No good. <laughs> You know, but apparently the nicotine is strong enough. It goes like through your cheeks and things like that. And that's why people smoke cigars a lot of times get mouth cancer. Yeah. You know, but, but I mean, he was just, Dusty Rose was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, with the, the, the stuff that somebody, his size, somebody in his shape, you know, yeah. we're talking like out of shape. Yeah. Did not have been able to do the man's no. throwing drop kicks, not pretty drop kicks, but they were drop kicks. But I mean, Dusty was 300 plus. I mean, 300 yeah. plus guys. I mean. Okay, in this day and age, you know, it's different. These these right. bigger guys now are just freaks of nature. But back then, 300-pound guys didn't leave their feet. You didn't, see Hogan, was, you didn't see Hogan throwing drop kicks. No. And Dusty's coming off the top rope doing a flying body press. Yeah. I mean. The fact that he could even climb to the top rope and yeah. stay steady. Was, and he did it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, man, he had the charisma, could just talk people into loving him you know as kids sometimes I'm like I, I don't know why i'm cheering for him yeah because it seems like he's always you know but then you get in there you forget all that you're like oh yeah go dusty mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? make a dream yeah <laughs> and you know but you know if dusty was still with us i don't think he would be trying to get mm-hmm. back in the ring no because dusty did have an ego i mean that's been talked about um in fact not long before he died steamboat was actually on flair's uh, podcast. I think it was his first, uh, you know, rendition of his podcast, mm-hmm. and he was actually talking to Dusty, and he was not saying very um, flattering things about him. It was because of Steamboat's run 
in NWA Mid Atlantic, which ended in late '84, early '85. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was during the time when I first started watching. But he said, you know, he had a program with Tolly Blanchard for the TV title, and he had been chasing him, chasing him, chasing him. And even at Starcade, where they had the no run rule waived on, you know, Tully, where if he got disqualified or counted out, he'd lose the title. Mm-hmm. And he still retained. And then Dusty comes out one match against Tully, takes the title. Wins the title, yep. And so, I mean, that made Steamboat look really bad. Yeah, I mean, it really did because, I mean, you're chasing this guy for months. You know, you get the title match, and then he still retains, and then the next guy in line wins the title first match. Yep. I mean, granted, it was with a foreign object. You know, it was one of the things where yeah. Steamboat went to do the sunset flip. Blanchard and referee didn't see it. Blanchard reached in his trunks, grabbed it. was probably a paper cup right around his hand. But, yeah, you know, Jim Cornette actually came out and said a lot of times those weird-looking things that they were – he said they were paper cups. <laughs> like <laughs> tape on them. Was, you know, so some things that you learn, you're like, wow. Yeah. So, but, yeah, so Steamboat's like that just totally killed his character because mm-hmm. it's like I chased this guy for months, couldn't beat him, Dusty fights him once. Yeah, takes the title. It takes the title. Yeah. So that's when Steamboat left for the WWF, and um, yep. you got to think, was it about a month before the first WrestleMania? Steamboat was in the Mid Atlantic, and he had mm-hmm. wrestled at the first WrestleMania. Yeah. So, I don't remember against who. No, he was um, Matt Bourne, mm-hmm. who later yep. on became Doink. Yep. You know. So, but anyway, back to Flair um, and Steamboat, and you're kind of a segue. You got Steamboat said he doesn't. He's he's declined. Mm-hmm. Uh, he respectfully declined. He's like, you know, I don't want to do it. Um, but Flair doing, I don't think you should do it. You know, uh, and I know you said you don't think you should do it. Mm-mm. No, when I first heard about it, I'm like, this is not a good idea. I mean, it's just uh, like I like I told you before. He literally a couple of years ago, he was at death's door, literally. Yeah. And I mean, why would you risk that for one match? And it's like. Somebody was saying on Twitter yeah. that like he's wanting to go out on his own terms. He did that already. That was yeah, the but, whole but, point of the match with Shawn Michaels. He went out on his own terms. Um, if he's trying to make everybody forget about the plane ride from hell, he can't. <laughs> you can't. It's all, you, yeah, you know what? Because all they have to do is listen to the episode we recorded mm-hmm. from several months ago, right after the Dark Side of the Ring episode came out. Yeah. Yeah, so go look at our archives. It's there. Flame Run from Hell. 19 years later, the fallout continues. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, so I'm saying now I'm just kind of referencing our old. <laughs> yeah, maybe people can let you go give it a listen. You know, yeah. maybe I learned something. Give us some more feedback on that. But some of the other news, and this is actually the first thing that we were talking about because this happened Monday night. And if my internet had been working Monday night, <laughs> you know, yeah. we may have been yeah. able to record it and you know tuesday night we couldn't because uh you actually had something pretty important going on your yep. father-in-law was um was a jailer yeah he's yeah. uh yeah he's he was uh running for re-election for um marshall county jailer which he won so so we're so, good for another four years until the election comes back up so <laughs> uh, so there you go if you're in marshall county messing around we know people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I couldn't record Monday because of technical issues on my end. Couldn't record Tuesday because, you know, you had some stuff 
mm-hmm. there's no way you could have focused on this when right. that was going right. on. Uh, Wednesday night, you had to celebrate what happened Tuesday night, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that I was recording the cubicle chat, you know, with my daughter. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're making things work. There is, you know, failure is not an option. Nope. You know, nope. and so here we are. It's another week with only one, one armchair booking episode. However, you know, we're going to try to make it count. And so the big news came out Monday night that Sasha Banks and Naomi, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, walked into John Laurinaitis' office, put the belts on his desk. They had their suitcases in hand, and they're like, we out. Yep. And there's been two sides of the story, but go ahead. They were saying that, and it's like, a lot of people are just, you know, a lot of people are just focused on that part where they're just like, oh, well, they, you know, they laid their belts on this desk and they left. And it's like, there was a lot leading up to that. They yeah. like, the for anybody who doesn't know, the original plan for Raw was a six-pack challenge to determine the number one contender for Bianca Belair's <laughs> Raw Women's Championship to be defended at Hell in a Cell. My personal opinion it was a dumb match from the start. The concept, <laughs> concept was dumb because yeah. it's like all you had to do was put Becky and Oscar in a one-on-one match with the same stipulation, which they ended up having to do because they had to completely rewrite the main event when Naomi and Sasha left. But, you know, what was there was no point in putting your tag team champions in there and a newly formed tag team in there. <laughs> You all right. <laughs> yeah, I tried to breathe my Kool Aid. Don't do that. <laughs> I just recommend, yeah, you know, well, that's a crystal light, but either way, you can't right. breathe. So, no, no. Mm. But anyway, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So they have this six pack challenge. And from what I understand, um, Naomi was supposed to pin Nikki Cross. I, I can't do that Nikki ASH thing. I, I mean, I, it, it, it's, it's, it's run its course. It's run its course. It's put her back to Nikki Cross. But Naomi was supposed to pin Nikki Cross, become the number one contender, and go to Hell in a Cell and challenge for the title. But she was supposed to lose that match. It was supposed. The whole point of her doing that was to put Bianca to to help get Bianca Belair over. Bianca Belair is already the champion, and she's already over. She doesn't need any help right. getting over. Also, Sasha was eventually going to go to SmackDown. They were going to eventually send Sasha to SmackDown and have her feud with Ronda Rousey over the SmackDown women's title. She was going to put Ronda Rousey over and lose that match. In the meantime, the tag team titles are in limbo and were not going to be defended until Money in the Bank in July. So they were upset <laughs> because they were told back in February is when this idea was floated to them about be- becoming a tag team, winning the tag team titles and all that. So they were like, okay, so we're going to, you know, we've got this opportunity to build up the division. And, you know, they they went all out and they've got, you know, they got a tag team finisher. They've got... Yeah you know, matching gear. They have really good chemistry as a team and all that. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, we threw you a bone over here, but now we're just, we're going to use you to get our two champions over. 
Bianca's already over. And if you've got to get people to still get Ronda Rousey over, <clears> then she has no business being the SmackDown Women's Champion to begin with. Boom. Because if she can't, Bianca Belair got herself over. She has been, she was over when she was in NXT, and that carried over to the main roster. If Ronda Rousey is not over, a lot of that's on Ronda Rousey mm-hmm. because of her attitude towards the fans while she was gone. Yep. And I know not everybody can cut a promo. To me, that shouldn't be a requirement to be a big star, to be able to cut a good promo. But Rhonda always looks like she does not want to be there. She looks like she's she she wants to be anywhere else but in a wrestling ring. Then stop taking those checks and go home. Exactly. I mean, she's doing it because she wants a paycheck. I ha- highly doubt she ever goes back to UFC. Uh, and and honestly, I mean, and I do feel kind of bad for her just because her confidence is at absolute shot. Because oh, yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. I mean, because she went from being like you say, Ronda Rousey. I mean, it's like, oh, Ronda Rousey. I mean, she's, you know, she is the toughest woman in UFC and she's better than most men. And well, the thing is, yeah, she was, she was amazing yeah. until she had to, until she had to stand up and, and box somebody. That was the thing. That's the same thing that caught Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. When Ronda Rousey's on the mat, she was untouchable. Nobody was getting her. But Holly Holmes, had a background in boxing and kickboxing. Ronda wasn't used to having to stand up and throw hands with somebody. And that's what caught her. And, you know, and I don't know a lot about UFC and the fighters, but from what I understand, Holly Holm was kind of like Buster Douglas. Yeah. Yeah. It was out of, it was out of nowhere. Yeah. Because the next, I believe she lost the next, yeah. The next title defense, she lost the, she lost it. Yeah. Yeah. And just like Buster Douglas, he didn't hold the title that long. Mm-mm. You know, I mean, he he was able to beat Mike Tyson, and that's what he'll always be known for, you know, which is a pretty big thing. I mean, he was the yeah. first person to beat Mike Tyson. Yeah. And, yeah, Mike Tyson, he did lose other bite, bouts later on, and then he tried to bite a dude's ear off. And, you know, so he kind of lost it. But Mike Tyson has also kind of come back around, too. Mike Tyson, that, that dude, he's become hilarious. I mean, he's yeah, become like a he really has. Man. Yeah. Um, and he's had some nice sayings like, you know, the, the problem with the people on the internet is they, um, they think they can just get away with anything without getting punched in the mouth or, or something like that. I, I have a, I have a Mike Tyson t-shirt that says, um, everybody's, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yep. And, you know, but Mike Tyson, I mean, he did, even though he, like I said, he did lose a couple more matches after that. Um, but I mean, you can tell once you lose that first one, especially when you're it, I mean, people think, mm-hmm. man, they're, they're never going to lose all of a sudden, boom, they lose. Yeah. And well, Ronda Rousey, same way. She lost that first match against Holly Holm or Holly Holmes or home. I think it was home home. Yep. H-O-L-M. Uh, H-O-L-M. Yeah. Lost that one. Then she trained up, All right, I'm gonna come back and come back. And then she immediately lost the next fight. Mm-hmm. And, and I've actually read, you know, things she actually said she was suicidal. I mean, mm-hmm. because she went from being up here to all of a sudden, boom, you know, and it, she didn't do anything outside. It was just because she lost twice. And that's, the, and that's the thing. And I mean, nothing against anybody's mental health issues. But as far as being a fighter, I feel like she's not the only one. I feel like a lot of these fighters, they ride that high when they're, going unbeaten and then that first Mm -hmm. loss it's like they don't know how to lose and 
eventually somebody's going to call your number. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to be, I mean, nobody's going to go, especially in a combat sport, nobody's going to go undefeated forever. Mm-hmm. Somebody's eventually going to get you. And, you know, the two people, I mean, that may have been the only match they ever won, mm-hmm. you know, but it was against the people yeah, considered was, to be the best in the world. At the exactly. Time. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, yeah, their ticket, their ticket is also punched. Yeah. You know, yeah. They may have lost, you know, every other match after that, you know, there is a record may have been one in 500, but guess what? That one win was against the best. Right. You know, so therefore at least a couple of months, they were the best in the world. Yeah. You know, but. And- and now you've got Ronda as a SmackDown women's champion who they need Sasha Banks to help get her over. And it's like, then what's the, why is she holding the belt if she needs to get over? If y'all you're, supposed needed, to, you're supposed to be over before you get the belt. Before you not, get the belt. Not get the belt and then have some need help getting over. See, and that's when it comes down to them using the belt as a prop. Mm-hmm. No, use, use the belt, the strap, whatever you want to call it to represent something i mean in this case it's supposed to represent the best women's wrestler on Mm -hmm. the smackdown brand now i wish they would just unify the titles i do too because at this at this point it's like everybody's on raw there's nobody for her to even wrestle on on smackdown and but back to sasha it's like and naomi i don't blame them at all being frustrated it's like because and this is the second time with sasha with the tag talk i was going to say this is yeah this is not the first time sasha's walked out which kind of makes her very comparable to stone cold it does but one i'm i'm glad that wrestlers i'm glad that wrestling is in a position to where wrestlers can stand up for themselves without fear of this is the only place i have to work right because it used to be, you know, especially after WCW and ECW closed and before TNA, you know, got bigger and WWE was it. So people did whatever ridiculous thing that John Laurinaitis or Vincent Fan or whoever was in charge wanted them to do because where else am I going to go to work? There's nowhere else for me to go. Now there's so many options mm-hmm. that people don't have to put up with crap. And I get that they're under contract, but the contract things for me in wrestling are, it's iffy because you call them independent contractors. If that's the case, which means they should be able to come and go as they please. They should be able to work at other places if they want to. Mm -hmm. You can't call them an independent contractor and then try to lock them into a contract where they can only wrestle for you. That is the exact opposite of what an independent that, that contractor is. That is a means. non-compete clause, which means that they, yeah. you, they were an employee. Exactly. Exactly. But they, they stick with the um, independent contractor. That way they don't have to pay health insurance. Exactly. I mean, and I will give... I will give WWE and Mr. Man credit. If one of their wrestlers does get hurt, they actually will pay for them. They've done it in the past. They pay for people to go to rehab. They pay for the hospital bills. I mean, so they have taken care yeah. of people. But you're right. I mean, they should have some kind of health insurance. They should have some kind of health insurance, some kind of retirement plan. That's mm-hmm. where that's why I still believe there needs to be some type of union in pro wrestling because I mean, not everybody is gonna 
going to save their money. Not every, it, right. it's just human nature. Oh, I'm making this money. I can do this. And then stuff happens and then you're not making that anymore. And it's like, mm -hmm. what do you do now? Um, I'm, well, you know, I'm training right now to be mm -hmm. a, a personal financial planner. I mean, in fact, I had training right before, you know, we started recording here. And that's some of the things that we talk about is, like I said, most people do not have a Yeah, most people plan. don't. Yeah, most people do not have a plan. And I mean, honestly, with the way the world is now, a lot of people, it's hard to save money. I mean, a it's, lot of people. It is becoming definitely harder and harder. Yeah, and I mean, um, when you're when you're living check to check, it's like a lot for a lot of people. It's like you're doing good to pay the essentials and keep food on the table. Much less have some extra to put back. All right, look at the text I just sent to you. It's a meme. I will say that. And once you once you start laughing, and then I'll I'll tell the the listening audience what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It says yep. we're we're about one dollar away from people calling into work out of gas. Yep. And that is, I mean, even though yeah, we're I mean, laughing about it, but it's it's true. It's I true. Mean, I paid. Um, I filled. I filled. Um, hope staying up. Um, Tuesday. Um, we had half a gallon. We had half a gallon still in the van. We had half a tank still in the van. Still cost me fifty six dollars. To put half a tank and, of gas in the and, van, and that was at four. That was at four oh nine a gallon. Oh, that's right. You're you're in Kentucky where it's cheaper, mm -hmm. <laughs> which sounds wild. That four oh nine, oh, it's cheaper. Which that was in Benton, Kentucky, which gas is usually cheaper there. It's usually at least a good thirty cents cheaper than it is here in Paducah, because here in Paducah it's four, I think four thirty nine a gallon here, and. um I have Walmart Plus, so I get ten cents off a gallon each time. So I go I always make sure I go to the Murphy's gas stations because they're oh, they're Walmart affiliate. Yeah, ah, okay, and, uh, I didn't know that. So it was uh, so I get ten cents off each time because it was four nineteen in Benton. But yeah, fifty six dollars to put half a tank of gas in the van. Hmm. And you know, I mean, that's what I feel because I put gas in um, my car yesterday, uh, and it's a Ford Fiesta. That's mm -hmm. the car I'm driving now. I no longer have the Mini Cooper because, you know, too many mechanical problems and we got yeah. tired of paying thousands of dollars. And that's another thing that'll keep you from saving money. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I draw, I'd have to look at the receipt again, but I'm thinking, okay, you know, I'm going to have to get gas again, probably one more time within the next week before payday gets here. Mm -hmm. Am I going to have enough money to put gas in the car just to take me to work to pay for the exactly. gas I'm putting in the car? I mean, I'm extremely thankful for my job because they're still, you know, we're still working from home. So I don't have to, because I mean, I'm an hour away from my office. So if I had to work at the office, that's an hour drive one way. Yep. And I mean, that's, you know, that's a lot of gas. It is. I mean, and just like, I mean, my drive is about 45 minutes and, mm -hmm. I mean, and, yeah. and I'll tell people, yes, I mean, I chose to live here. You know, um, just like you know, you chose to live there, yeah, but it doesn't mean we have to like it <laughs> exactly, know? yeah, um, exactly. I mean, and that's why, uh, you know, the mini, I mean, it was a it was a mini Cooper Countryman, I mean, it got about 33 miles to the gallon, where this Ford Fiesta also gets about 33 miles to the gallon, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, it, and it also it it's not been having any kind of mechanical problems because, yeah, the minis, 
like the mechanic told me, he's like, oh, he said, minis are, they are great cars up until they started having a mechanic, any kind of mechanical issue. And he said, then it's like one after another, after another. I've heard that about Kias too. It's like Kias are great until that one thing happens. And then it's like a domino effect and it just Mm -hmm. stuff keeps happening. Yeah. But either way, I mean, it does make it hard to save money. Just like you said, Mm -hmm. the wrestlers, I mean, that was one of the things, I guess, Jim Ross, you know, and Jim Ross, I could see this because he does seem like the, um, the guy that would try to teach the young ones. Look, mm-hmm. He said, it's not what you make. It's what you save. Yep. And pay your quarterlies. You don't pay because I mean, they, they have to do the 1099 thing. Yeah. 1099. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have to do the 1099, you know, which means that you have to pay your taxes quarterly, which means if you don't pay your pay quarterly, now you're going to get penalized, mm-hmm. you know, so now you're going to be paying even more money. Yep. And, you know, I mean, I've known people personally that, um, that they were a lot of them were in the military for, you know, however long, and, you know, and they got used to that. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, yep. you know, they, they made a job where, okay, you have to pay your own taxes. Well, you know, if you've had a job for so long where you never yeah. had to worry about that, you, you honestly just don't know about it. Mm-hmm. You know, just well, like, like, yeah. Yeah. That's like, I worked at a factory for like 10 years almost. And we worked a lot of overtime. And people got to the point where I know this one guy went out and bought a new boat and a motorcycle because, I mean, we were working 60 hours a week for like months and months and months on end. But then when winter came, at that job, it was always feast or famine. You were always working a ton of overtime and you had a bunch of extra money or you were barely getting by in the wintertime because, you know, nobody's building houses. So nobody's buying windows and right. cause that's what I worked was a window factory. And so we were working a lot of like short hours, like 25, 30 hours a week. And you mm-hmm. go from, you know, that's you're cutting your pay, you know, you're cutting that in but, half. Especially if you're working 60 hours, which means you're actually getting paid for 70 hours uh-huh. because of the time and a half for your 20 yep. of those hours. Yep. And then you go from that. Yeah. You're, actually less than half mm-hmm. you're going from that because like we had a lot of us had to get a uh, partial unemployment to kind of make up the gap from during the during mm-hmm. the winter and the spring because yeah it's it was pretty light but and, and see and i'd be willing to bet that wrestling also does not pay into unemployment oh i'm sure it doesn't yeah because yeah. i mean you're you have you take care of all that yourself and I've yeah. never heard of anyone pay. I mean, of course, I mean, you always hear about people paying, paying into social security and they pay mm-hmm. in, you know, they have to pay their taxes. I, I don't think I've ever heard of anybody even mentioning paying into unemployment. Mm-mm. I haven't and, either. Yeah. So and that's one of the things with Sasha and Naomi, you know, with them walking out, you know, and with the contract situations, uh, because that was actually something else. I, I read it literally right before uh, you came on was one of the other reasons why Naomi may have walked out is because her contract's about to expire. Yeah. 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 Her contract's about to expire and she's probably there. I mean, I don't know for sure. Cause I haven't heard this, but it wouldn't surprise me if they weren't trying to offer her like a low ball deal. Yeah. Thinking, well, your husband's here. Yeah, exactly. But you, but you know what? How many of them have left while their spouses, mm-hmm you know, 
here's the thing. It's like, I have no issue with them leaving. Some people are like, well, it was unprofessional and all that. And I, I understand that. It may have been handled a little better, but I mean, I still back them up as far as the reasoning why. Yeah. Especially when they've talked to multiple people throughout the day. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't just, they talked to John Laurinaitis, didn't get their way and left. They talked to the producers. They were like, well, why don't we have, why don't we have, if we're trying to set, because the whole point, they were using the six pack challenge, not only to get Sasha and not only to get to the, to Bianca's challenger at Hell in the Cell, but they were also using it to get a challenger for Ronda Rousey and to have this little mini feud during the match between Sasha and Naomi and Dewdrop and Nikki Cross. They already beat Dewdrop and Nikki Cross last week on Raw. So right. that's pointless. You know, uh, once again, they've thrown the tag titles to the wayside. And Sasha Banks, and I, I was watching What Culture News this morning on YouTube, and I 100% agree with Andy Murray. Complete package, Sasha Banks is the greatest women's wrestler WWE's ever had. From top to bottom, just skill, charisma, mic skills, the entire package. Okay. I feel like yeah, Sasha. I can see that. I feel like Sasha is the best that they've ever had. And I also agree with Andy Murray that Sasha Banks should be on the same footing as far as how she's positioned as Roman. Because as far as the women's division goes, she's top of the food chain. I don't care what they say about Charlotte. I don't care what they say about Ronda. With that cross and that crossover appeal that they love, Sasha's got that, and the other two are never going to have that. Well, one of the things also about Sasha, and it, it it actually took me a while to come around to this, but then when you watch her, I mean, she is very believable mm-hmm. in the ring. Her her combo where she does was it the banks or the backstabber the and backstabber the bank right into the bank statement. Bank statement. Yeah. I'm like, all right, that's a cool combo. And once she she would lock them in. And it's kind of like the camel clutch, except for her legs are out to where she, you know, in front of the person. So she's able to get even more leverage. Yeah. You know, and even, I'm like, Yeed. and she sells injuries so good because I remember in one match, I can't remember who she was wrestling, but she locked in the bank statement, but the, her opponent had been working on her arm the whole match. So she sold that and used her legs to do the bank statement because she couldn't use her, because she couldn't use one of her <laughs> oh, arms. Wow. Because of because of the injury, yeah, and just things like that, and it's like I'm always going to agree with the talent over the management, unless it's just something ridiculous on the talent's part. Because if you don't stand, if you don't stand up for yourself, nobody else is going to do it. Yep, and if you don't take a stand then management is going to think then I can do whatever I want to and they will agree to do it because I'm the boss. And I get you're the boss, but it's in any other situation. It's like any other line of work. You should be able to go to your boss and be like, 
I don't agree with this. How can we fix this? And that's what they were trying to do Monday. And every time they went to somebody, they were just told, you need to fix your attitude. Yeah. And they won't say who it was. Yeah. They won't say who the producers were that told them this. You know what? Who are the producers in WWE right now? We're going to figure this out. We're going to make phone calls. (laughs) (laughs) So. but they, it's just they kept getting told by different people, you need to fix your attitude. You get told so many times, fix your attitude when you don't have one. Guarantee you're going to get one real quick. You're going to catch an attitude real quick if somebody keeps telling you to fix your attitude when you're trying to follow the chain of command, so to speak. Here are the producers. Some of these I forgot about. Chris Parks, also known as Abyss, okay, who was trained by Roger Ruffin at the Northern mm-hmm. Wrestling Federation. He's the latest NWF Hall of Fame inductee. Yep. Let me mention that. Devon Dudley, um, Jamie Noble, Jason Jordan. He's a senior producer. I'm glad he's actually doing something because me I, too. I, yeah, because that sucked that he got hurt like that. Yeah, uh, Kenny Dykstra, Molly Holly, Petey Williams. I'm not sure who Petey Williams is, but. Petey Williams oh. is the uh, inventor of the Canadian Destroyer. Oh, you it, mentioned him it, at the at the. Yep, yeah. he wrestled in uh, TNA. He's a former X Division champion. Uh, Shane Helms, um, Sean Davari, mm-hmm. uh, and TJ Wilson. I'm not seeing Bruce Pritchard's name on there, and I'm not. No, seeing... Bruce Br- Bruce Pritchard is on uh, SmackDown. He's in charge of SmackDown. Oh, I mean, well, this just says producers. I'm, yeah. I mean, it doesn't even doesn't tell which show they're on. So. Um, if I'm going to pick somebody who's uh, out of that group, I'm picking Kenny Dykstra because he has always been known to be a hothead and have an attitude of his own. Uh, and that's just my speculation. But either way, they tried to follow chain of command. They tried to get some stuff changed the right way. And people were just like, no. And I think they even talked to Vince and Vince was not going to budge on what his plans were. So then they were just like, okay, we've had enough. And this is why they need to actually get the wrestlers input on their characters because the wrestlers are the ones who know the characters. They should know the characters the best. Exactly. And And it's like, I just don't understand. And it's like, and then did you see the statement that WWE quickly? Yeah, they, uh, they did it during the show, apparently. Yeah, it's like they're, they automatically went on the defensive and saying how, you know, Naomi and Sasha were unprofessional and they left the show. And this is a, uh, you know, a scripted live, you know, live programming and you're required to do, you know, whatever you're asked uh, under contract and all this. And it's like, I like how I like the little smear campaign here. Plus, they had Corey Graves. Vince McMahon was in Corey Graves' ear, having Always. Corey Graves say stuff. Um, Corey Graves gets on my nerves anyway, so I feel like he's a uh, he's a great value. Bobby Heenan is what he is. <laughs> great, uh, he's off the Bobby Heenan got from Wish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just you could have kept this in house until y'all came to some conclusion instead of automatically throwing them out there 
and make trying to make yourself in this glowing light. But they don't want to they don't want to fire either one of them because if they do, then they're like they don't want to fire them because they don't want them to go to AEW. Right. They said and any other they said any other in a different time, they would have been fired on Monday when they left. Uh, just like I mean, Stone they fired Stone Cold. I mean, he mm-hmm. walked out and but he had he had a valid reason to be upset because they just had him just losing to Brock Lesnar on Raw. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that makes zero sense. Yeah, and he was the same way. He went to Vince and he's like, This is this is a money match. This is not a throwaway TV right. match. This is a pay-per-view match. You know, Stone Cold versus Brock Lesnar. He's like, I don't mind putting Lesnar over. I don't mind doing the job. It's got to be at the right time. Yeah, that's what exactly he said. It's got to be at the right time. And it's got to be, you know, you want to make money on this. This is a money match. Why would you just throw it away on free TV? Oh, make people pay for it. uh, And of course, actually, you know, Monday night, I couldn't even watch a DVR because, like I said, my cable was out. Right. But um, my cable and my internet, it's all one big package. Mm -hmm. I also have a phone too, but we haven't actually used that landline in like four years. (laughs) but i get it for free though so yeah so i can't complain but i saw earlier apparently on smackdown is the tag title unification match yeah we'll see if they actually go through with that or not exactly here's Um, my thing that's another thing that is a money match yeah why was this not on pay-per-view yeah i mean that one is one rk bro against the usos that is a match that people would they would say, you know what? I don't care if it is. I'll, I'll pay extra to watch that match. That's yeah, be because a, that's going to be a good match. One, you know it's going to be a great match. Two, you're unifying the tag titles, so it's like well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, the 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 concept is you're unifying the tag titles, but I, again, it's like they're still worried about ratings, and I get ratings are important to an extent. But not, but they're still acting like this is the Monday Night Wars, and the ratings are the most important metric of whether or not a show is successful. And it's just not that way anymore. Not with DVR and you know, and streaming and things like that. It's just the ratings aren't the only important metric. Really, for me, I would think the the ratings are still are lower on the importance as far as the metrics go of what a good show is and they they are falling into the wcw traps because the wcw of course was a subsidiary of a television company so to Mm -hmm. them ratings were important because they're thinking well that's where we make our money through advertisements things like that but the wrestling piece no you make your money through well back then it was Mm pay-per-views Now with the WWE, they want people to buy the network. So they're they are trying to do that to get exactly. them to buy the network yep. and go to live events. Yeah. Because most I can't think of any other television show like this. An episodic because I mean it has turned into an episodic television show mm-hmm. where you would actually go pay to be part of the audience of that that particular show live. Right. I you know, and even if it's not being broadcast, you'll go watch it being performed, just not in front of the cameras. Yep. You know, so, so that's, that is, like you said, I mean, yeah, the ratings 
are important for them to maintain that presence, especially on terrestrial mm-hmm. TV, because even if it is with a flat panel HD antenna, it's still terrestrial TV. Right. And of course, they also have USA Network, which, you know, is on cable or satellite, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. And, you know, so they're, they're going to have to maintain that at least a little bit, but they're still giving away this match for free, which means they're hot shotting it. You know, they're, mm-hmm. um, they're playing on tilt is yep. a nice poker term. They're going all in every hand. Eventually, you're going to lose all of it. Oh, yeah. Playing like that. Because, I mean, WCW did the same thing with Hogan and Goldberg when, when they were at the Georgia Dome. And that was the money match. That was the money match, the money of, all, match. of all money matches in WCW at that point in time. That should have been that was Star, That should have been Starcade. That should have mm-hmm. been a Starcade match right there. But instead... They were more concerned about beating pop, WWF, beating WWF, and popping that rating. Mm-hmm. So they gave it away on free TV. Yep, which and it did. Pop, it did pop a huge rating. Yeah, I mean, I mean they went they back over, it. and that well, I think that was like the last time they mm-hmm. they won. And they sold out the Georgia Dome and all that. But in the end, what good did it do them? I mean, your Starcade match, which could have been Hogan and Goldberg, and you could have made truckloads of money. Instead, you get Kevin Nash, who books himself to beat Goldberg and win the world title, and you get nothing. Yep, and yeah, and then you and make a joke of the world title with the finger poke of doom. You know, the next week, so it's like, and that was also wasted. And that was the same night that they had a real title change mm-hmm. on Raw. It was yep. recorded, but that yep. was put a lot of butts in seats. It put. Uh, it did. It put oh. six hundred thousand people changed the channel to, to watch that. Now I'm wondering because you know there's some people that have been kind of standing in solidarity with uh, with Sasha and Naomi, especially mm-hmm. Naomi's husband Jimmy Uso. I can't think of his actual yep. real name. I think it's Josh. <laughs> you know, it's instead of Jimmy mm-hmm. and Jay, it's Joshua, and I cannot remember. But yeah, I, know, I can't either. Yeah, but either way, I mean, he's he's standing in solidarity with his wife. You know. Right. He's back as he up, should, as mm-hmm. he should, you know, they've been through a lot together. I mean, he's also been there when she got arrested. Then he almost got arrested himself, you know, because mm-hmm. she was, you know, she was driving drunk. You know, yep. that's that is her bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also been caught driving drunk. Yep. But you know what? They've actually I mean, they're a pretty good couple. And I wish they would actually acknowledge that more on TV. Yeah, I wish they would just go ahead and put her in the bloodline and be done with it. Yes, that would make so much sense. I mean, it fits. They're literally married. Put her in the bloodline. Put her in the bloodline. And, you know, but I wonder if the other news story that has come out just today, and so we can't speak a lot on it because we only know just the preliminaries come out. I wonder if Stephanie McMahon is also, you know, when she just took, announced a leave of absence, maybe she's also standing in solidarity with the women. I don't know. It's possible. And that actually, uh, it is possible because, it, I mean, that, yeah. You know, it, she was when when Laurinaitis when he left the last time he left you know um, and they said we are not going to go with divas these are women wrestlers mm-hmm. and she of course was in the forefront of that she's like we have a new women's world champion belt not a divas thing it mm-hmm. looks like a like a butterfly on crack this thing yeah. is a women's belt mm-hmm. some people like the divas title to me I, I'm not a fan of it because to me, it's degrading. Yeah, you know? I always felt that way too, and it looked like—I mean, it looked like a toy. 
it, it did, you know, and I'm like, that does not look like a wrestling title. And of course now all of, all of the titles look the same. It has a big W and I know yeah. you have yours and you like yours, you know, but do you want to collect all of them? Hey, look, they're all different colors. Ooh, red and blue no, and black. I just, <laughs> no, you have yours. You're good. I, I just have mine. I'm good. And I have mine also. It's that time. <laughs> For those on uh, audio, uh, audio only, Steve is holding his replica of the classic NWA World's Heavyweight t- title belt, the 10 pounds of gold. The 10 pounds of gold. And to show how, um, how good of a replica they did, the Canadian flag is the Canadian flag that was. Okay. That was okay. the flag when the belt was originally made back in the yeah. 70s. Awesome. Yep. So, and I know you have your own big gold. I have the 10 pounds yep. of gold. You had the big gold, which replaced yep. the 10 pounds of gold. Uh, even though the 10 pounds of gold is odd, it's actually still around and being used. But, I know, right. And Matt, Cord- Matt Cordova has it. He has it amongst, you know, eight other titles. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so Stephanie McMahon, she's, all she said was she's taking a leave of absence. She's going to focus on her family. And, you know, I mean, you can't get mad at her. I mean, she, oh. she, she does work. I mean, she works her butt yeah. off. And I know, you know, Triple H has scaled back, you know, a lot of his responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, he, he, did, spend... he did for health reasons, very publicized health reasons. Yeah. And, you know, he gave her an interview on ESPN about it. And, I mean, you could tell he was pretty emotional about it. He didn't want to step down, but he knew he had to. Maybe they just want to spend time with each other and their kids and just, yeah. you know, take some family time. And you yep. got to respect that. I mean. Yep. Three girls. But... They have three girls. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Uh, I bless, mean, and bless their heart. I've got two, and <laughs> I've I've got one. I mean, like I said, she just turned twenty, mm-hmm. which seems weird to have an adult for a kid. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, there's people older than us who have. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's people who are who are our age who have grandkids who are like in middle school. Yeah, that's true. You know, so um, yeah, so we really, when I mean, we're getting old, <laughs> so, uh, but. Yeah, so as more news comes out about that story, I mean, of course, we can talk about it more, but I mean, it just, it wouldn't surprise me, though, if she is kind of privately standing with them because she she doesn't agree with every decision that's made. No. You know, I mean, now she puts on the face because, I mean, yeah, she's Vince Main's daughter, but I mean, she is also an executive. And I mean, Mm -hmm. and I I get, I mean, when you are, once you start going up in positions of influence and things like that, you know, you do have to put on kind of a public, how, how you, the things you do in public mm-hmm. when you're representing the company, because if she were to say, well, I don't agree with it at all. Well, I mean, it looks really bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, uh, so she may just be her, this might be her way of quietly stepping down, you know, and plus, I mean, she probably does want to spend time with, you know, um, their girls, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, I can't blame her one bit. I mean, I can't fault somebody for wanting to spend time with their family, especially the kids. No, I can't either. Um, but like you said, as more as more of the Sasha, I'm sure, you know, we'll talk about this again, the Sasha and Naomi situation, because I'm sure more information will come out. Um, but I just think they, it could have been prevented if their concerns had have been actually taken seriously and not just brushed off as, oh, you're being spoiled or having an attitude and things like that. And it's like, you know, like you said, 
these are these are professional wrestlers who do this night in and night out. Mm-hmm. They should have input on what is going on, not yes. just not just somebody sitting on high being like, okay, I wrote this script. Here's what you're going to do when it makes absolutely no sense to do it. Right. So, but on that note, and the fact that I think we're actually in our tornado warning, we're, we're starting to get, there's a thunderstorm happening outside my house right now. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I was just texting my family going, is it thundering? And my wife came back. Are you kidding me? It's a thunderstorm outside. I'm like, <laughs> Okay. It's like, so I have head, it's like I have headphones. I, 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 and I texted it. back. I said, I have headphones. I can't. I heard the thunder and I was like, you know, so either way, since, you know, we're, we may be under like <laughs> um, a tornado. They had a tornado warning in St. Louis earlier. Uh, we had actually, we had, we had uh, a watch, tornado watch here yeah. earlier. Yep. So uh, it's that time of the year, I guess, you know, spring, you know, mm-hmm. when my tornadoes in this area here definitely gets tornadoes. Um, but I'm going to head, go ahead and and bid you farewell because of where really that because, um, yeah, I need to go ahead and stop it so right. I can probably take take a little bit of shelter. But you know, all we'll right. figure out. Man, I'll, I'll throw some ideas at you, you know, for Monday and Thursday. But we'll figure out something to keep all our fans happy, especially whoever it is that that is listening to us in Richardson, Texas. Yes, that I can actually look up where the people are. Awesome, picking it up. So, um. You know, so not just this one, but the cubicle chat, because I noticed there's been a couple of downloads for the cubicle chat in Paducah, Kentucky. wonder who that could be. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, so been getting some downloads in, in it very said specifically Richardson, Texas. So whoever you are, thank you. Um, in fact, shoot us an email at yeah. armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know who you are. Give us some ideas. Let us know how we're doing. But until then, God bless. God bless.